This is the podcast. Hello, welcome to the Libro Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical Libro Cube regular ass. Wow, been a while, apparently, since I've said that. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Uh, I'm digging it. I'll, I'll say that much as far as recording when I feel, oh, wait a second. Is this episode 613? Okay. You're going to hear me do some live checking. Uh, my note says 613, but I feel like that can't be right. Uh, let me click some buttons. Podbean, if you're unfamiliar is the podcasting host that I have used since 2020. Okay, so this is 614, as I thought, meaning my notes are wrong. Oh my, off to a horrible start. Uh, yeah, so anyways, I, uh, I have been digging this sort of record when I feel like it, you know, watch a few movies, play a few games, don't worry about it, throw it in the show notes, talk about when you want. Ooh, on the note of show notes, on the note of show notes. Um, so I think I mentioned in a previous episode that I was debating maybe getting a, like a, a, a voice recorder, is that what they're called? I forgot tape recorder <laughs> tape recorder yeah i was gonna get a tape recorder a cassette tape recorder um just something so like uh like i could throw myself like a little uh a, a mental note a little little short little voice message or whatever uh and i forgot i had this thing that i actually used to use for the podcast uh, way back when like episode 100 pre pre that sort of thing where uh, it would record and then uh, send the recording uh, automatically to your email, which is pretty cool. They uh, they've actually uh, I haven't used it in years and years and years. Oh, you know what? I should look what it's called. It's called because um, <laughs> it is pretty nice. Oh wait, I moved it. It's called Audio Memos. Oh wait, is this this the default one? Not the def I don't think it's the default one. Anyways, uh, it also, uh, which it didn't used to do, sends a transcript of what you said in the in the memo, which is pretty cool. I don't know how accurate it is necessarily. It seems to be somewhat, somewhat. Uh, <laughs> okay, I just see one spelling mistake. Okay, so so I had this thought the other day. For example, this is the sort of thing I want to you know, bring up, uh, uh, send to myself when it pops into my head. Otherwise I will, you know, not do so because I will forget about it. Um, so, uh, let me just see if this makes sense. What I think maybe makes me a good feminist or no, scratch that. The <laughs> wow. Okay. The <laughs> uh, scratch that. The only evidence I have that I might be a good feminist is that I am always looking for ways to be a butter feminist. <laughs> okay. So that butter should be better. Yeah. Okay. So that's the thought I have. And, and I suppose I could apply to different things like not being racist. Uh, uh, the, 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 the fact that I am constantly, uh, looking for ways to not be racist ways to listen to people other than, you know, whitey. 
like myself. Uh, it, it, that actually applies, applies probably well to both feminism and, you know, not being a racist piece of shit. Uh, is listening, you know, not talking, not giving your opinion f- from the perspective of uh, a 40-year-old white dude, which we, we've had enough of that. And as you've seen, it's not working out so good. It, it, it hasn't panned out has not panned out very well with uh, that sort of voice being large and in charge. So, uh, you know, why not listen and give others the opportunity to fuck things up? Uh, Yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe they wouldn't. Although, you know, I do have that sort of thought of it is a humanity problem and not necessarily an individual group of human problem. Hmm. Still, still got to do something, right? Uh, which that reminded me, uh, oh yeah, uh, this is another thing I would have sent myself in one of these memos. Uh, it was from, um, uh, from Twitter. It was a uh, Garen Cockrell of, uh, never not funny podcast fame. That's one of the old G podcasts from, uh, from the, from the mid aughts, I do believe. Yeah. Um, Anyways, uh, he was talking about the toxicity of fandoms, uh, and I came up with something that sounded really smart and, uh, posted it, uh, in the sort of d- Twitter thread there. Uh, and, and it's the sort of thing that I would throw into a voicemail, which is, um, uh, fans can be great. Fandoms are horrible. Individual humans can be great. Humanity is horrible. So it's that sort of. Why does that happen? I wonder it's once you get more than one human <laughs> with another one, something happens. And and the more humans you add to that scenario, seemingly the worse and worse and worse it gets. <sighs> we should all be living in, uh, alone in uh, cabins in the woods. Imagine that. Imagine you took, <clears throat> I don't know why I've had this thought before. This is getting a, and, and I think these sort of things might come in in these voice maples as well. The, these sort of high thoughts as, uh, sometimes they are described, although I've had this one <laughs> for years, uh, not high. Uh, it's the thought that, okay, so you take all humans and you take the, uh, entirety of the, the globe of all of earth and you give each of the humans uh, an equal portion of it. Now, some of them are going to be, you know, fucking, uh, up in, uh, Nanavut. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's lovely up there. I'd actually like to visit there one day. Uh, and, and some are going to be in the Amazon jungle. <laughs> so it's sort of a win, a win, lose or draw, I guess. Um, which actually people would get like a huge amount. Cause you ever see that picture? Uh, it's like, a picture of if you took all human, all humans existing and mashed them into like a meatball, uh, it would be a meatball the size of, uh, uh, like it fits in central park in New York, I think is, uh, the, the picture that I'm picturing the picture that I'm picturing. Uh, so I, I wonder how much each human will get there. There's someone who could figure that out. So that is, can I figure that out? Okay. So let's see. I bet you I could, you're, you're going to see some live math here. Uh, earth population. Okay. So we're going to need that 7.73 billion. That's too many. 
uh, earth. Shh. Uh, okay. So wait, are we going to do water as well or just land? Let's not be dicks. You don't want to give people, uh, you don't want to give people, you know, the middle of the Pacific ocean. This is yours. Uh, earth land in square feet. <laughs> Okay, so that's too big a number <laughs> to the power of 15. Uh, in square kilometers. Yeah, let's do km. Okay, 510 million kilometers squared. So what is the math I have to do here? Okay, so that will be... Uh, let's just do it right in google this is a good wolfram alpha oh yeah let's do it on wolfram alpha yeah if you're unfamiliar with wolfram alpha it's a very good if you ever have to do complex math and also math you could do uh algebra graphs physics chemistry it's a really cool uh cool site for this sort of thing and and i feel like i could uh, it, it often works on the site where you could just type in like words instead of numbers so for example i'm going to type 7.5 billion divided by, and what did we say? 510 million. 510 million. Uh, okay. So 14.7. That's interesting. Quotient. Is that right? Yeah, it looks like decimal approximation. 14.7, you know, bunch of numbers after. Okay, so each human on Earth gets 14.7 kilometers. Uh, square kilometers. That's pretty good, right? Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Now, I guess uh, you're going to have to work with one another in terms of uh, people who have water. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it's going to work exactly, but, uh, you know, an interesting thought experiment if we did that. Uh, would it make for better humans or worse humans? Hmm. All right. I kind of don't know how we got on that, but that's fine. That's the goal in this post-episode 600 world is just to uh, explore. Explore things like... From 1989, when Harry met Sally. Oh yeah. So uh, the messes, uh, the messes, the messes, and I celebrated our oh, shit. Uh, twelve, yeah, twelve year wedding anniversary. So uh, what we decided to do is go out for dinner. Yes, for the first time in literal years. Yeah, haven't like been out into like a sit down restaurant in years. We've ordered in, you know, stuff like that, but uh, haven't actually sat down in a restaurant. We actually sat outside, which is something I normally don't like to do. However, the combination of it was like just a beautiful day, perfect, like 20, 21 degrees outside. It was like room temperature, which was perfect. And I still don't know if I'm ready to sit in a crowded restaurant. It, it just feels there is a feel to it. Yeah. I, I could put it as simply as that. It's not something I do without thinking of. There is thoughts that happen that are, that weren't there two years ago. Thoughts that are not pleasant necessarily. So 
if you can, uh, you know, r remove that easily, why not do so? Uh, we would, well, the, uh, this is one of the shitty things. Uh, I don't know if we're talking when Harry met Sally. <laughs> Anyways, uh, one of the shitty things is, uh, we had planned for like months. Yeah. I feel like it was months to go to this restaurant and, uh, you know, we get all uh, dressed up, not really a little bit. Um, and we head to the restaurant and we get there and it's closed. Frick. Uh, man, I know it's going to get prime rib. I was looking forward to that prime rib. I haven't had prime rib. I feel like in years because that's, that's the prime rib. I feel like is the kind of thing where uh, could you make a prime rib at home? I suppose you could, but it'd probably be not easy. And, and I feel like it wouldn't be as good as you can get in a restaurant. So I feel like that's an easy one to, to screw up anyways. So then we ended up going to a, oh shoot. It's like a fucking chain restaurant. Uh, Finn McCool's Finn McCool's. It was good. It was fine. Uh, I got a, a, some sort of burger or something. I don't know, but you know, it wasn't the prime rib that I was uh, expecting to get for months and months. So a bit of a disappointment. Uh, the other thing we had planned to do was watch a, a romantic comedy of some sort. Uh, so we picked uh, this one because both of us, you know, I think I have maybe seen it parts of it were definitely familiar and, and maybe that's just because it's a movie that's so in the zeitgeist, uh, you know, particularly that famous, uh, orgasm in a deli scene, <laughs> the deli orgasm, which, you know, if you get a really good, uh, corned beef sandwich, you know, you know, uh, of course, starring, uh, Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan, uh, Meg Ryan did a lot of rom-coms, didn't she? Uh, they're great in this. Uh, what do I say about <laughs> when Harry met Sally? Harry and Sally have known each other for years and are very good friends, but they fear sex would ruin their friendship. Uh, which it kind of does, to be honest. It kind of does. Uh, it, it's an interesting, one thing I didn't remember of this is that, it sort of starts off with them meeting in college, uh, just being friends of friends and sort of traveling, uh, cross country, sort of a weird situation. Like if I was going to drive across country, would I want to do so with someone I had never met before? I feel like that, that's a, that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous game you're playing there. What if they, you know, uh, pick their nose constantly or something? I don't know. Uh, and then we sort of, every couple of years we catch up, see where they are. It's always a sort of, uh, you know, uh, star crossed lovers. Isn't that the, uh, the thing The two ships passing in the night where they're in uh, relationships, but then at one point they're not and things, you know, things happen as they do between men and women from time to time. And, uh, they have uh, a sex and it ruins a relationship. Yeah. Uh, eventually, you know, it's a rom-com, uh, I could give a spoiler warning from a movie from 1989 in which you could probably assume what's going to happen because romantic comedies are almost always the same thing happens. Is there a, Ooh, you know what? Here's some audience participation, which, uh, has never worked in any episode I've ever tried, but I'm going to try it now because sometimes it's fun to try things. Is there a romantic comedy where they don't end up together? You know what? I could just Google it. Yeah, that's, that's the new segment. Look it up, Scotty, we'll call it. Is there a rom-com where they don't end up together? 
question mark I'll even throw on the end, which you don't have to do. <sighs> okay, Annie Hall. Oh, 10 cult rom-coms where the couple doesn't end. Oh, let's see if I've... Uh, if I've seen any of these. Pretty in Pink, I don't think I've seen that. Drinking Buddies, I think I maybe saw that. La La Land, I never saw. Oh, wait, <laughs> I guess I'm just spoiling. Eh, whatever, no one listens to this. 500 Days of Summer, I don't know if I saw. Chasing Amy, I think I saw. Ghost World, I think I saw. Lost in Translation, I love. Best Friend's Wedding, I think I saw. Celeste and Jesse Forever, I never even heard of. And Annie Hall, which I don't think I've seen. Uh, not a huge and <laughs> events of, uh, uh, you know, events, uh, have not, uh, helped it, but I was never a huge Woody Allen fan and, uh, you know, him being a monster has not helped that situation. Oh, I, I see. This is directed by Rob Reiner. Uh, yeah, he did some movies like this. Very good ones. Yeah. Rob Reiner. If you see a Rob Reiner movie, I, I feel like you're going to be in for a good movie. Yeah. Um, my dad's nickname in high school was Stivic, um, which is Rob Reiner's character from All in the Family because he looked fucking a lot like him. Uh, mustache included. Moving on to from 2022, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. God damn, this was a good movie. Yeah. Um. Of the superheroes movies, Doctor Strange has got to be one of my favorite, uh, just because I like the addition of magic. Um, and this is something that has come up, I feel like recently, actually on the podcast, the idea that magic, uh, and probably actually to a lesser degree, sci-fi means that anything can happen. Uh, and when anything can happen, it means that it's very hard to predict what is going to happen. And it is quite often I will give movies where I don't know what's going to happen and there's surprising moments and, and cool moments. Uh, those tend to get higher marks. Actually, I forgot to give a rating to when Harry met Sally. It's good. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely holds up. Um, I'd probably go like a solid four ish four ish. It is, uh, you know, predictable, but, uh, there's not many unpredictable rom-coms. Uh, I guess there was that list that I just read. There's some unpredictability in there. <coughs> Excuse me. This on the other hand, a lot of cool shit, a lot of cool shit. Um, time travel and, uh, traveling to different universes, stuff like that. Uh, the potential to have cool things happen, cool, unexpected things happen, I think goes up exponentially. Um, like, uh, uh, the, the, the don't spend a great amount of time of it. Uh, you know, let me read the IMDA that might help. Dr. Strange teams up with, yeah, it will. Teams up with a mysterious teenage girl from his dream who can travel across multiverses to battle multiple threats, including other universe versions of himself, which threatened to wipe it millions, millions more than that, even uh, across the multiverse. They seek help from Wanda, the Scarlet witch Wong and others at all others, including a fucking green minotaur at some point who I had to uh, Google. Uh, yeah, was he, he wasn't in other ones, right? <clears throat> I feel like I would have remembered a green minotaur. Mm, maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. <laughs> a 
apparently he's from a alternate universe actually uh universe you know 26a or whatever uh <laughs> yeah anytime you have a, a movie that's got a green minotaur in it you know sign me up sign me up he didn't have a big part unfortunately also uh i'm gonna try not to spoil it's a brand new movie you know um one, you know, interesting thing, one cameo, I suppose, which can be a bit of a spoiler, is we got goddamn Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier in here. What? That's crazy. Uh, yeah, because I guess in Marvel, mutants don't exist in some universes, but uh, Doctor Strange and his travel of universes does end up in one in which apparently mutants do exist, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was crazy. It just sort of what it did there in that universe was show how it was almost like a, like a, like a, a set piece just for the purposes of showing how powerful Scarlet Witch is and how, <laughs> if she's, you know, pissed, uh, how easily she can kill people. Mm hmm. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Uh, even super powerful people to just like you know, snap your fingers and they're dead kind of, kind of feel to it. I guess if she's manipulating reality, it's got that sort of a uh, cue from Star Trek vibe a little bit, like snap your fingers and anything can happen that you wish. Cool powers. Um, did this also, and I suppose this is a bit of a spoiler that, uh, uh, there's sort of a zombie Dr. Strange at some point. Now, did this set it up for the possibility of Marvel zombies? Yeah, that's, that was like a thing, right? Um, uh, my comic book, actual comic book, physical comic book, uh, knowledge is not huge Marvel zombies, but I do believe, yeah. Uh, five issue limited series. Okay. I thought it was even more than that. <clears throat> it's where, uh, Oh, it's the first series of the Marvel zombie series of related stories. Okay, okay. So maybe there is more than just these five. Uh, basically, it's like, what if... It, yeah, it's kind of one of those what if uh, situations where what if uh, superheroes got turned into zombies. I'm looking... Oh, yeah, look at this cover. Who's on this? Huh. Yeah, I, I think I do remember. How would a zombie Wolverine work? You know what's cool about that is... If he's got an adamantium skull, you can't shoot him in the head, right? I guess he could chop his head off. Although, can his spinal cord is also adamantine, right? Did he still have his regenerative powers? Is a question. <laughs> I see the thing. Also, is is it the thing or thing? What's the what's the guy from uh, the thing? Fantastic Four. It is the thing, right? Benjamin Grimm, yeah, thing. It's just thing. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know, but here it says the thing. Which is he? How was he turned into a zombie? Could a what would what would penetrate a rock? Interesting, interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what I'm thinking is because there was a portion of this movie in which a zombie doctor strange existed a lot of magic involved with that could that potentially set off the events that would create uh, uh, whatever happened in marvel zombies which i don't actually know how it came about but you know some potential there which i think is would be a cool thing to explore that could be like a 
like a series of shows even. Yeah, like uh, do a bunch of that. I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out. Throwing shit out. Like the final film we're going to talk about from 2018, The Toy Box. Oh, vacations can be deadly. In a strange family, take a trip to the desert in their used RV, but become stranded and isolated in the scorching terrain. They soon learn their RV holds terrible haunting secrets, and it starts killing them off one by one. Yes, this is a haunted house film in an RV. What? Why not, right? Um, definitely got some uh, Carrie vibes as well. Carrie? No, Christine. Christine. Uh... <clears throat> starring Denise Richards, others. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, the, famously the Mrs. Loves horror movies. This is technically one. It is also very, very bad. Uh, does it go into so bad it's good territory? I would say yes. Um, <laughs> I see it's got three. Yeah, what's its Rotten Tomatoes? I, I, I never check. Uh the to I bet you it's like nine. The toy box rotten tomatoes. Let's see how close I am. This is not something I've ever done. Hello? It's thinking about opening. 31? Oh wow. Oh audience score is 17. <laughs> That's interesting. So how does that work? Not, uh, I, I don't really go on Rotten Tomatoes very often. I know of its existence and I know, isn't the tome, the tomator, tomato meter, tomato meter, I guess it would be. So one is like audience and one is like quote unquote professional critics, I, I guess is how it works. Anyways, so critics liked it more than the audience. That's, that seems weird because it was bad as I mentioned, um, mostly from the point of acting, <laughs> I should probably put that in quotes. This is not something I would, you know, say to these people because that would be mean and they will never hear this. So it's okay. But, uh, yeah, when <laughs> there's just <laughs> a lot of death, a lot of, a lot of the reactions to the deaths, and the situations that they're in felt insane. Um, yeah, it, it just, a lot of things didn't make sense. And the, the, the haunting done by this, uh, it, it's like, if you said, uh, draw me a picture of a serial killer from the seventies, uh, and, and a, a two year old drew it. That's sort of what the guy looks like. Who's haunting them, uh, up to, and including, you know, the, uh, uh, serial killer glasses. Yeah. Uh, I wonder why people still buy those. I'm curious. Like I'm thinking, uh, John Smith of Funhouse. He wears like, uh, I guess, are they serial killer glasses or pedophile glasses? They're, you, you know, the ones I mean, anyways, why do they even make those anymore? I guess, you know what? They should continue to make them. And then anyone who buys them is put on a list. Yeah, that's what they should do. Um, okay. So now the question of a bad horror movie is, does this fall into the, into the, it's so bad. It's good category. <sighs> oh man. It treads a very fine line. 
uh, because there were definite points where it was so bad that uh, I was got to laugh and make fun of it, and, it, and that you know turns it into good. But then it was also a little boring at some points. That, that that's like the unforgivable sin of a horror movie when it gets boring because it's bad. I'll, I'll take dumb bad. I'll take ridiculous bad. I'll take doesn't make sense bad. Yeah, uh, but boring bad. I refuse a boring bad horror movie. Get it out of here. Uh, all right. What else do I got on my list here? Harry with Sally, uh, feminist toy box, Elden ring, long play, bad things happening. Gotcha. All right. So yeah, I had a run, a strange run, a yeah. Strange. I guess that's a word. Coincidental, maybe a word. Not fun. Definitely some words. Uh, run of bad luck lately. Uh, I think I've spoken of before the idea of karma and how I believe in it, but not in the sense that I think most do. The sense that here's my what, what I think karma is good or bad karma. If you think you have bad karma, or no, let's do let's do good karma. If you think you have good karma, I think it's because you are the type of person who notices good things happening to you. So uh, I feel like a good person is going to be more likely to notice things in their life that happen that are good, whereas a bad person will focus more often on the negative. Hey, good and bad, positive, negative. It's it's not rocket uh, surgery, right? Uh, so karma, uh, for the good is just the fact that because you are good, you are noticing good things happen to you. These good karmic things, mm, you see, um, so when all of a sudden these bad things started happening, I thought, oh shit, am I a bad person now? So maybe it's not necessarily the case. And, and it's definitely just, you know, a series of coincidences. Um, so one I spoke of, I think on the last episode maybe was the fact that I recorded two long plays, uh, uh like 12 hours total. And, uh, the recording of my audio didn't record at all. So it's just like some dude playing a game, which, you know, not ideal. Uh, this is Elden Ring. I'm talking that I'm uh, long playing my way through. Uh, then at work lost literal weeks of work, uh, because the company <laughs> didn't have the backup turned on. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's not get into that. I suppose it's <laughs> just in case someone uh, listens to this. Eh? Yeah. Um, then there was the, uh, the, the, the thing I just mentioned today, actually of, uh, yeah, you know, months of planning, going to this restaurant, going in there, it's closed. Uh, the, this is all things that happened like in the course of a week. Yeah. I, I feel like that's the cutoff, it, uh, like bad things happening here and there over the course of the year, you know, it's going to happen, but this is all shit that happened like within a week of each other. And it's just like thing after thing after thing. Uh, <laughs> one of the last things was, and I think I've broken the curse fingers crossed was, uh, we have a, uh, had a, I guess I should say a glass, uh, cutting board and it was, you know, uh, in the sink drying. 
uh, and I go to uh, uh, take it out of the sink, like a, the little dish rack kind of thing, and uh, put it back where, where we keep it, which is sort of, uh, it's actually, uh, at least I thought it was a good idea. We put this glass one on top of a wood one, because the wood one, you know, if you use that, it's going to get, it, it is permeable wood. So it's going to get, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I don't like using a cutting board of a permeable material, be it wood or uh, I don't know. There's other things like some stones are anyways. So, uh, we would put this glass one over top and then it still looks like wood. Uh, it's got the nice look, look of a big wood cutting board, but then it's got a uh, glass over top to, to protect it. Anyways, that's a pro strat, which I don't know if we're going to do anymore because when I took it out of the uh, sink, it basically exploded in my hand. Yeah. It's that, uh, I guess it's tempered glass, right? Is it tempered? And I think there's something about that kind of glass. Okay, wait. Let's continue on with the Google train. Tempered glass hitting on side. I think there's something about when you hit tempered glass on the side. Yeah, can tempered glass spontaneously explode? Most commonly caused by chipped or nicked edges during installation. Yeah, so you got to be apparently very careful with the edge of these things uh because yeah it, it just exploded uh, pieces everywhere some you know minuscule pieces some giant shards uh it was it was crazy <laughs> it sucked too because i was like i was working from home and it was my lunchtime, and i spent most of my lunch just like fucking cleaning up this broken uh thing then the day after of course as good as you're gonna do you know vacuuming trying to get every piece up doing, you know, practically getting on my hands and knees, looking for shards the day, <laughs> the next day I did step on a little piece, uh, just enough that it, you know, went into my toe. Uh, it didn't really hurt, but, uh, it was like the, the, the most minuscule piece, uh, I, I, like to the degree where I probably wouldn't notice it if it didn't just hurt like a little bit, like a teensy little bit. Anyways, uh, whatever there were other things as well it just made me think like what i tried to do and this is something i feel like i took from uh when i was meditating which i'm not really doing much anymore i feel like i've taken things from when i was uh you know getting deep into meditation and brought them back to real life for lack of a better way of explaining it uh, and still use them things like having all this happen and thinking to myself you know what this run of seemingly quote unquote bad luck is going to potentially, and I think make me appreciate times where this sort of thing isn't constantly happening. Uh, yeah. And I feel like that actually helped a lot. Yeah. Like I, I had that thought, did the, um, you know, take a breath and examine what you're feeling think deeply of what you are feeling don't try to change what you're feeling just think of what you are feeling that, that it sounds dumb a little bit and uh, that's the good thing of a lot of uh, uh meditation teachers i feel like like a good meditation teacher will say this is going to feel dumb <laughs> but it works uh but it does it feels dumb and yet it works so you know there's my little uh, meditation tidbit. You're getting all sorts of nice little uh, tips and tricks today. That, 
tempered glass you got to be careful um what else other things uh all right last but not least my notes here says get together with the grandkids yeah so uh, uh that's one, uh, one thing i've been looking for oh yeah uh one thing i've been looking forward to today um going to visit a friend um he's probably come up before because he is uh, uh, uh someone i play D D with has been in all my campaigns over the years actually a uh, uh, individual who i've known since preschool uh yeah that long uh he and his wife live you know not too far away like uh 15 minutes 10 minutes or so and uh we're going to visit them uh, uh which is nice it's the long weekend hmm. so there now you know when i'm recording this july 2nd there you go put a little date on it for you uh so uh the fact i think that i've had that to look forward to gonna have some drinks and hang out with the uh the grandkids his kids uh, uh don't have a grandfather yeah uh, on both sides apparently has passed away which is sad of course uh and i kind of don't remember exactly how it happened yeah i kind of don't know why it happened but i fucking love that it happened uh his kids call me grandpa <laughs> uh it's like one of my favorite things i wish all kids everywhere called me grandpa uh, my grandpa was one of my favorite people in the whole world and sort of in general i feel like grandpas are just awesome period full stop need i go on uh just sort of as a general rule i suppose there's you know monster grandpas out there hell hitler was he a grandpa i don't know might have been did he have kids okay back to google did hitler have kids what was that eva braun wasn't that paula hitler hmm alois hitler uh the complicated truth about hitler's children otto hitler ida hitler gustav <sighs> okay let's just say otto hitler sort of a weird looking little uh oh wow yeah okay he got creepy anyways let's not go down the hitler rabbit hole while talking about grandpa uh yeah uh, they are old enough or are, i think getting old enough to know that i'm not their real grandpa but uh i really hope that they continue to call me grandpa just like forever is the desire and if they ever don't if they ever decide no it's kind of weird or something to that effect i think what i'll do is be quietly devastated and then not say anything is is my is my game plan yeah yeah that's that's probably what i'll do that's a good uh, uh, uh <laughs> that's a fucking typical uh, man response right quietly devastated and don't say anything bottle it up inside until it kills me mm-hmm uh-huh mm-hmm uh-huh <sighs> All right, folks, that was an episode, I suppose. Um, I guess, I guess, uh, looking forward to, and did sort of enjoy, I will say talking about different things. I mean, yeah, we got some movies in there that I watch cause why not? Um, oh, uh, you know what? Let me just throw in a honorable mention, which I'll probably talk about later at some point. Maybe when we finish it, uh, the missus and I moved on to a new television show. Cause shit, what did we finish? Oh no, I should have talked about it. 
whatever it was. Uh, we, we watched the most recent season of somebody feed Phil. Um, it's only five episodes, which is, you know, if your complaint of a show is there's not enough of them, you know, take that as a compliment, I suppose. Um, and they were good, you know, that's, that's good. Uh, comfort food, comfort food. Yeah. Uh, uh, Phil Rosenthal, the creator of everybody's love Raymond, among other things, uh, travels the world and, uh, eats food. And we get to watch his enjoyment of that, his clear childlike glee of doing this job, which is, you know, it's nice to live vicariously through him, uh, watching the show and, uh, recommends on Netflix. Hey, check it out. So we finished that and moved on to. I feel like there was another show that I'm, that I'm misremembering that we finished. Was it Ozark? Might've been Ozark, which I did talk of anyways, um, <laughs> watching Northern exposure. Yeah. Which I, I have a feeling like not too, too many people might remember Northern exposure. And I almost don't know why I watched it back in the day. Like I have the DVDs. That's the other thing. It's like impossible to find. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't find it. And I think it was like Paramount plus maybe I would have to sign up for, which I don't even know if I can get that in Canada necessarily. Uh, but, uh, fortunately somehow, some way I have the DVDs. Ooh. And here's a little interesting tidbit, at least from the DVDs I have. Uh, one of them is mislabeled. <laughs> yeah. It says, uh, season two disc three. And yet season two only had two discs. And when you go into it, it's got episodes from the, uh, the, the first few episodes, despite the fact that this is disc three, that's ridiculous. How dare you? Yeah. Screwed me up a little bit too. I'm like, okay, well, where's disc one anyways, Northern exposure, good comfort food. It's got sort of a, my experience with twin peaks is by no means large, but I feel like it's got a tinge of that sort of weirdness vibe. Um, and then it's got almost like a, like a soap opera vibe. I think my soap opera knowledge is by no means large, but got a little bit of that. And I think overall, the reason that it's a good watch is that it's very relaxing. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it takes place in Alaska. It's a, a small town of Sicily, Alaska, and we just sort of follow the, uh, the inhabitants of this town and their, their sort of daily lives and the hijinks and low jinks that they get up to. Uh, it, it definitely falls into the comedy category, but, uh, then it's got that tinge of weirdness and some drama and it, it, it's kind of a hard one to pinpoint in terms of what genre it would be. Yeah. But I recommend it. I recommend it at least, uh, check it out. Watch the first, you know, uh, four or five episodes that if you like it, I bet you it's one that it's a good, you know, like we watch it maybe three times a week. We'll watch a, watch an episode, something like that. Yeah. Just throw one of those on, just relax, snuggle down and you're going to have a good time. I feel like Northern exposure, right? Uh, we may, uh, may revisit it once, uh, the missile I finish it. We're just, just started the second season. I do believe anyways, I think that's it. I think that's a one thing I should do is look at my YouTubes because I'm sure there's definitely things I've been watching that uh, I want to talk about. So maybe I'll make a note to do that as soon as I finish this. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I swear to God I will. Oh, I'd like to get to 44 minutes. Okay, so let's uh, we're at 43 23. 
and uh, 44, nice uh, uh, roundish number if I just continue to talk, which is something I have zero uh, compunction doing, just filling the space with meaningless words. No one's listening to this anyways. I'm speaking, to, speaking into the void. It's fine. It's fine. What else it is, huh? Segue, good job, is that it's nice to be nice to the nice.